99% of cancers non-genetically based. But, but, but hear me on this. That means that you could have done nothing and ended up with cancer. Welcome to part two on our series on chronic disease. Today's episode is the cause of cancer. Now, Dr. Barrick gets a little sciencey, but he does a phenomenal job of breaking it down for you, the listeners. Do us a favor, share this with your friends and your family, and don't forget, we're having a free workshop Monday, June 6th at Armor Health. I'll put in the show notes a link for you to sign up. Bring your friends, bring your family. It's going to be a jam-packed hour that's completely free. Now let's get to part two on the cause of cancer. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Barrett. I'm a board-certified chiropractic physician with a passion and emphasis in functional nutrition. We can't wait to add value to your health as well as the health of your family. Thanks for listening in to the Real Health Podcast. Welcome back to the Real Health Podcast with Dr. B. It is Friday. We are on part two of chronic disease. The sun is shining. I, uh, I'm in a great mood. You just got back from the beach, and I know you can't see Dr. B over here, guys, but he has grown a just a phenomenal beard here. Thanks, man. <laughs> you got a good, you got a good, um, you still got some salt in there from the beach? Oh, yeah. Anytime I need a little extra electrolytes, just lick my beard. Lick your beard. There you go. Guys, welcome to part two of chronic disease. This is your host, Lane. We had a phenomenal part one on the root cause of all chronic disease. And if you have not had a chance to go listen to that, please do, because it really does lay a really good foundation for what we're going to talk to about this week. This week, we're going to talk about the cause of cancer. Okay, you guys heard that right. We're going to talk about that. Dr. Barrett's going to get into that. But remember, the end of this four-part series, Dr. B is putting on a free workshop here in Knoxville at Armor Health, and it's going to be the reverse chronic disease. It's going to be an hour long, completely free. Make sure you sign up. Um, It is going to be a jam-packed hour. Bring your friends, bring your family, um, and give you the chance to uh, meet Dr. B and hear about all of the chronic disease. He'll go into it more in depth from here on the episode. So with that, Dr. B, welcome to, I think we're on episode, what, 16 here? Yeah, we're on episode 16, 7,000 downloads. People are, are sharing it. It's This is awesome. Cool, man. Well, yeah, thanks for uh, <laughs> helping out with everything. Yeah, this is so cool. So um, before we get into today's episode, we actually had someone ask us on Instagram a question. And if you have a question for Dr. Barrett and you're not following on Instagram, this is a good way maybe we could ask or you could have your question answered on the show so real quick, Tessa Hefner asked, hey, I have a random quick question. You mentioned on a previous episode that you use hydrolonic acid and coconut oil on your skin. And she says there are so many brands of those out there. Do you use a specific one? Uh, I do. I use Claire Labs with a K, K-L-A-I-R-E, Claire Labs Hyaluronic Acid Serum. And uh, it's a, obviously, you can get hyaluronic acid as a supplement, but you want, we're talking about for for the face, for the skin. So it's going to be a, a very dense serum. Um, so I'll use a pump of that, and I'll put that on first, and then I'll put uh, an oil on after. 
So clear lives. Perfect. Thanks for that. Thanks for that question again. If you guys have any questions for Dr. B, feel free to shoot it in the inbox and we will do that. And we did that question instead of reading the reviews. But again, go give us a five-star review and or write us a review on Apple. That will help us out tremendously. I'm going to bring this one back a little bit because some people have been asking the Barrett Biohack of the Week. Um. So I was just thinking. I was just thinking when before the show you asked me if I had one, and I, I guess I have more of a concept than actually a specific biohack protocol, and that is um, I've had multiple people mention this week. Uh, did you did you see the 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 blood moon the total eclipse uh, the other night? I saw like it on midnight. social media. Okay, nice. Of course you did. That sounds about right. Uh, yeah, so full moon is pretty pretty epic. I have a nine-month-old, um, so I was sleeping But do you there. know what happens with a full moon? Parasites come out. They come out of their uh, – they're very active during full moons. Okay. So um, it's one of the best times to do a parasitic detox, um, an anti-parasitic program, or I would just – I'd just call it deworming you. <laughs> Just call it like it is. So uh, I've had multiple people this week mention they did it for the first time um, after mentioning many times a full moon um, parasitic detox, and they couldn't believe the worms that came out of their butt. Okay, <sighs> parasitic detox. Do we? Do you, what's what's the quick thirty second? How do you do it? Do we want to get it? I mean, is it? Just- I use I use a um, a company called Cellcore. So I, we put you on a couple of products a few days before and a few days after okay. uh, the full moon. And then during uh, about a seven-day stretch, um, you take in some antiparasitics. And, uh, I mean, I have people come, you know, tapeworms um, all the way that are, you know, uh, quarter inch to multiple inches long coming out. But, hey, you know what? You got to get them out. Hey, if you deworm your dog... Why aren't you deworming yourself? <laughs> and, and you know what's insane is people don't think they have worms. But let me just be the first to tell you, you've got worms. you got worms, bro. You've got worms. You do. We'll do a whole, a whole – maybe you should do a whole episode on this. Okay. Because everyone has worms. I mean, you eat fish. Like we were at the beach, right? So uh, we caught some fish. And the kids wanted to bring it home. They were edible, sized out, whatever. So um, I filleted one. The, uh, and as I was flying it, I noticed two worms, and so large uh, worms. And so I was like, "Heck no, we're not bringing that guy home." And so, how much? How many times have you eaten sushi? Pig is pork is full of worms. Um, so I'm sure you've had bacon and pork, and um, and then not to mention that, but we typically swim in lakes. So cysts and amoebas exist uh, hot, uh, very prevalently in our society, especially here in Knoxville. So they're very common. They're very common in kids. And if your kid has an unexplained tummy, um, like pain that's been going on for a couple months, they got worms. So uh, I guess the I guess the biohack <laughs> of the week is um, talk to us about doing a full moon cleanse, and you'll be shocked what comes out. I mean, you will. Sounds like this episode is sponsored by Cellcore and a parasitic <laughs> full moon detox. Full moon detox, man. Yep. Yes. And if so, you swim in the lakes around here in Tennessee, then um, you need it. Yeah, and Barrett and I have swam in lakes, and it's about it's about to be swimming season. It training. is. Yeah, it is. I've been um, this whole past week. I opened up the gym at the house, and today I put out took out the uh, squat rack, and I did barefoot squats out in the grass under the sun. 
Yeah, there's so much grounding in that picture. Man, there's so much grounding going on. We need to do an episode on that too. <laughs> Part two, chronic disease, cause of cancer. Where do you want to start? This is a, when you, you said, hey, this is going to be episode two, cause of cancer. I was like, okay, let's, uh, let's talk about it. Where, where do you want to start? So I guess we could start with, um, how about a myth? We'll start with a myth. Okay. And this, this whole episode right now, we're just talking off the cuff. This is totally unscripted. So this is just me and you pretty much having a conversation about cancer. Okay. So ask any questions that you feel are like people would ask, right? Oh, I'm here. And um, because it's important, because I don't want to get too sciencey on this, but at the same, po- same time, science is important. Um, to whatever, whatever that even means today, you know what I mean? It's, it's I don't know. That's some, I hate even saying that. What science? Yes. Well, what, like, what, oh, what research indicates. Well, how much money do you have? And I'll, and I'll give you research to, to show you that this is good for you. Where, and where's the money coming from to do the research? Big Pharma. Yeah. So anyway. I, I kind that of could like be a rabbit hole that we could go down. Vomit every time I say, what, here's what science says. Because the, the only thing that's true is God's word. Mm. That's the only thing that I can, I can hold, actually hold on to and have hope in. So um, this is just people's opinion. Let's be real. Right? Everything is, is just theory. So correct. Myth. Sorry for the rabbit hole. No, I mean I think that's I think the uh, myth. Yeah. So here's yeah, the yeah. myth. Um cancer's genetic. And now I now I say that not in a blanket statement. I would say ninety nine percent of cancers non genetically based. But 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 hear me on this. That means that you could have done nothing and ended up with cancer. That's like 99.9% of the cases that's that's not true with. Okay. Okay. So only like 0.1% of cases is truly genetically based. Most cancer is completely avoidable, preventable, which is why cancer is a chronic disease. And I don't think if I'm being completely transparent coming on this and knowing that you wanted to speak to this as part two, I didn't think, well, okay. I mean, of course you hear maybe preventable. Of course you're born with cancer cells. Correct me if I'm wrong in saying that and like, you know, the environment that you live in, but um, it's a pretty, I would say that's a pretty controversial like statement per se. Yeah, it is because it's what we hear a lot. Like, hey, my can you know, my mom had breast cancer. I'm going to have breast cancer. I have a breast cancer gene. Yeah, right. So, it's, since I have the gene, I'm going to I'm going to get it. So, um, so that is, we feel you're saying that's a myth. Well, it is because to an extent. The, yeah, because okay, one, if you understand what caused cancer, then you will understand how your body will regulate genetic expression to adapt to a cancer environment. Okay, okay. Genetic alterations come after cancer has started. Okay. So okay. so so you can actually find, oh hey, well this this is a the type of cancer you have based on your genetics. That's what I was going to ask. Well, that came okay. that came after cancer was already forming in your body for 20 years. 
Okay, so let's go back to the statement of my mom had cancer. I'm going to have breast cancer. Let's go back to that statement. So if uh, mom has cancer, daughter, like you, is something passed to that daughter that is a genetic profile that some other person may not have, other person B? Does that make sense? It does, and yes, the answer is yes. But the question that we go back to from your first ep- for first episode is that that um, gene mm-hmm. doesn't have to express itself. Got it. Okay. And this is what we call epigenetics. Environmental exposures can cause that gene to fully express itself mm-hmm. or to not. Simple as that. So you're saying, again, we're gonna go, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but if your mom has the breast cancer, then you, you need to make sure that you do the best that you can not to express that gene that you could possibly have. It's not a foregone conclusion. My mom had it. I'm going to have it. Done. End of sentence, period. Correct. But if you took all the hormone replacement and you took horses' urine, estrogen that they put in, you know, hormones back in the day, mm-hmm. and you smoke a bunch of cigarettes yeah. and you ate a bunch of sugar, okay. you're going to have cancer. Yeah. Let's just call it for what it is. Yeah. But if you moved your body daily, ate clean, hydrated, got adjusted, slept well, and decreased stress, your risk for cancer drops significantly. And if you did one strategy that we'll share at the workshop, if you do one strategy you can practically eliminate your risk of cancer. But I'll I'll leave that for the workshop. Yeah, and I think that's that's good to to tee up for the workshop because you hear what you just said with move your body, you sleep, less stress, you know, and that's, if you go back and listen to all other 15 episodes, that's a common theme about overall health in general. And it, you know, it's just like, what I've, trying to say this i mean what we're told or what is taught to us or what you just see it is it hurts to know that there is another side of it that okay cancer it is it's a it's a big word and there's a lot of people that are affected by it and by no means is it something that i want to take lightly but it's like man like simple things could happen and you wouldn't have to have you you couldn't have you you'd be preventable yeah it's scary mm-hmm. for a lot of people because it's something that we don't educate ourselves on and we just trust medicine mm-hmm. and there's no hope and let's be honest there's there's very 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 little hope in in uh, in, in modern medicine when it comes to cancer it's not like we've won the war on cancer with medical intervention, agreed. Cancer agreed. rates are higher than ever. Yes, agreed. And and we're we're uh, we're not saving any more lives through through chemo and radiation. So um, it's not like we've we've had this huge medical breakthrough from a medical model of treatment of cancer. Yeah. So for that reason, there isn't hope, um, but there is when you understand what causes cancer. Okay. Are we gonna? You want to get into that? Is sure. That kinda, let's get into that. Yeah, because again, this is such a 
when someone sees this part two of, of cancer or chronic disease, it's like, well, hold on a second. Let's, let's talk about this. So what, what do you want to go with it next? Straight up into what causes it? Yeah, okay. You want to do that? Let's do it. Yep. Okay. This is where it gets a little sciencey. so stick with me and ask questions. <laughs> oh, I'll ask questions. I know you will. You're good at that. Um, okay, what causes cancer? So here's how we're going to play it. it. If we just take a cell in the human body, you, you mentioned it, every day your body forms cancer cells. Okay. Okay. <laughs> First question. <laughs> no, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but why do they form cancer cells? Well, be, because... What are they? Yeah, they're, they're copies of cells. So a copy... Your, so your cell doesn't last forever. Like your stomach cells only last a few days. Correct. Okay, so... Once that cell is starting to die, there's a stem cell behind it that makes another cell. Okay. And in essence, you, you are copying the previous copy. You're a copy of a copy of a copy. Correct. That's aging. Okay. If you ever make a copy of a copy of a copy, the 10th copy does not look like the second. Agreed? Okay. Right? Yeah. So when we look at copying, mm-hmm. um, sometimes there's a, hey, man, things didn't line up, and that didn't copyright. Boom. And that's just mutation. Okay. All okay. right. So that's that's as simple as that. The cell was mutated. The genetics just didn't line up properly in that cell mutated. Okay. Wow. And that's Good. that's a cancer cell. Got it. Okay. All right. It pretty much means that this cell is not able to express itself as a normal, healthy cell. And uh, and when we learn about what a cancer cell is then and what causes it, then that'll it'll all come back together. So we make cancer every single day. Our body forms it. But our immune cells, they clean it up clear house, eat cancer, destroy it. We have this process of um, macrophages that, that go in and eat, eat, eat it up. So our immune system is supposed to keep cancer in check. That's every single day, okay? And, um, and so what, what in essence happens is you have this viable, healthy cell. And inside the cell, there's this... Uh, we call it an organelle, but there's this part within a cell. Um, well, let's just term, term it uh, the power plant. Okay. Now, the fancy name is the mitochondria. I'm going back all the way to like high school science yeah, right this now. Is, this is biology 101. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you know how you like got that like f- big foam circle at like oh, the yeah. craft store and you like cut it in half and then you like paint it inside all the parts of the cell? Oh, yeah. Okay. The power plant of the cell is called the mitochondria. So in essence... When carbs, fat, and protein come into a cell, they go to the mitochondria. The mitochondria then take fats, carbs, and protein, and they convert it to a final product called ATP. Mm -hmm. ATP is energy molecule. It would be like gas to a car. It would be like electricity to our Teslas. It's what drives the energy of the vehicles, right? Okay. If you had no electricity, you have no power. If you have no gas, you have no power. If you have no ATP, you have no power. The power plant is shut down. Fat, carb, protein converts to ATP through the mitochondria. The mitochondria is very susceptible to oxidative damage. Fancy name for free radical damage. Free radicals are formed from toxins, radioactivity, they're formed from inflammation, high sugar inflammation from, from insulin resistance. And so when the organelle mitochondria gets damaged, the power plant does not work 
as efficiently as it should, and it has to adapt. That is the start of cancer. Okay. Okay. Pause for a second. Sure. I think that that was a really good explanation. I really don't have any questions. I mean, that was really good as far as the way you broke that down. Okay, cool. So let's summarize it. Okay, you summarize it. Cell, power plant. Power plant takes fat, carb, protein, makes it into energy called ATP. If that's working properly, you have energy. Chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, the core issue is the mitochondria is dysfunctional. Because you're not giving it ATP. To make energy. ATP comes from... Fats, carbs, and proteins. Fats, carbs, and proteins come from healthy eating. Yep, yep. And as long as you have a healthy cell with low toxicity and adequate nutrition, you will create energy. Energy does not come from caffeine, okay? (laughs) I had caffeine today. Energy comes from ATP. Okay, Okay, that's energy. That's okay. 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 So, okay. Then here's what happens. If a cell cannot create ATP, Mm -hmm. it has to adapt. Now, ATP is, is done in the presence of oxygen. So it doesn't just need fat, carbs, proteins. It needs oxygen to form ATP. Okay. So in, in essence, if you have, it's, it's okay, it's why if you and I go for a swim and we go at a low heart rate where we're breathing oxygen, we call that aerobic training, which means training with oxygen. And we can go for miles. If we were to... I can. Oh, yeah, I can as much. But <laughs> Okay, if we go for a run... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and we go really, really hard, we sprint. You can only sprint so long because... Your body is in anaerobic state, okay? You're depriving it, 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 it of oxygen and it has to switch gears and use a different energy system, okay? But as we walk and move, our heart rate is so low that we can use oxygen and replenish this system and make ATP. So, it would, so a cell mm-hmm. in the presence of oxygen and fuel makes ATP, mm-hmm. When there's damage to the mitochondria, mm-hmm. it no longer can use oxygen efficiently. Okay. And it has to create a force adaptation to where it uses, um, a, in essence, glucose in an anaerobic state. It can't use oxygen. And so even in the presence of oxygen, it can't use it as a source of energy and fuel creation. And therefore... It has to force itself to adapt to a different energy system mm-hmm. and use pretty much sugar in the presence of oxygen, though. And we call this aerobic glucose oxidation. So it, it's a way that the cell is having to be forced to adapt to use sugar as its primary source of fuel because how easy it is and efficiently it is to burn it. But it's not going to go through the regular um, cycle of energy creation. Okay. So this creates a, a change within the cell. The cell has to change its genetics to start burning just straight glucose okay. as its primary source of fuel. And when this happens, we, in essence, are creating a cancer cell. Because you're copying and going all the way back to the initial question with the, the copy, the 10th tenth, tenth copy doesn't look the same as the first copy. So since you've altered the way that it gets its energy, 
Every time that it's copying itself, it's changing, therefore not you're creating bad mutations within the cell. You are. That's exactly right. And every time the cell is forcing itself to adapt and the immune system hasn't killed that cancer cell off Mm -hmm. because your immune system is so deficient because of chronic antibiotics, chronic sugar intake, inflammation, and your immune system is just not functioning well. Correct. It's not recognizing these cancer cells. It can't kill these cancer cells off. Therefore, these cancer cells are just kind of having their way and 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 if they're if they're able to go without the immune system's recognition, mm-hmm. then they're able to adapt. And the longer they adapt, your cells are incredibly adaptable. Then they start to find a new way to create energy. And this is this is all really where it comes down to. You've heard probably like sugar feeds cancer. Mm-hmm. This is where we're starting to get into. Whoa, the sugar. Okay, hold on a second. Sugar feeds cancer. So I'm going to give this, maybe the listeners will follow with me on this one. So if sugar is feeding cancer, that means that the mitochondria that should be fed by healthy carbs, fats, and proteins, that instead, if you're just feeding it sugar, you're feeding the mitochondria with sugar, which then therefore, when it tries to create its copies, it's creating bad copies of itself. And because you're doing and you're taking in so much sugar, your immune system is suppressed. Therefore, it can't even identify the cancer cells to then kill them off. Exactly right. So is it safe to say, and I, this isn't a blanket statement, so please don't take this the wrong way, but is it is it is it is safe to say through an assumption that if you develop cancer your immune system isn't that good or well or it isn't working properly. Is that a fair statement? So say that again? If you develop cancer, is it safe to say your immune system isn't working properly? Yeah, 100%. Okay. This, this, um, this process within the body, okay, um, this is what they call the Wartburg effect. W-A-R-T-B-U-R-G. The Wartburg effect, in essence, is when a cell is, it would be like running slowly in the presence of oxygen, yet your cells, for some reason, decide to be in an anaerobic state. So we call this, and, and I just just for the listeners because I know we hear it all the time, aerobic and anaerobic. Real quick, explain that. So aerobic people, with oxygen and anaerobic without oxygen. So anaerobic, just high intensity, you're huffing, you're puffing. Anaerobic Lots is you're of going lactic acid. You're going to run sprints. Anaerobic yeah. is you're running sprints. Aerobic, slow walking, jogging. Got it. Got it. Yep. So the Wartburg effect is this process by which. Even in the presence of oxygen, your cells are so d- damaged, your mitochondria are so damaged, that it's forced to adapt to using sugar as a, like a form of, this is what yeast does. This is what, exactly what yeast does. In the presence of, of, of oxygen, it takes sugar and it forms lactic acid. It's called fermentation. At the core of what's happening within your cells, um, your body is a big yeast factory. 
It's just taking in sugar, fermenting it, mm-hmm. and making lactic acid and ammonia, which are toxic waste products. And so at, 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 at years ago, decades ago, there was a lot, there's two options kind of on the table for the AMA. It was the Wartburg effect um, or, the, or genes cause cancer. So it was either genes cause cancer or cancer is a metabolic disease. That's it. Those were the two theories at the time. All of, it was sexy. All the money went into genetics as the cause of cancer. It's what has screwed our whole entire paradigm when it comes to cancer. Yet the Wartburg effect is the metabolic cause of cancer. That model is the true model of what causes it and how to treat it. So today, we're still going down the food pyramid, right? Where nowadays it's food plate and it just keeps evolving and changing, but it's still, they got it backwards. Mm. The Wartburg effect, which is fermentation of using glucose, using sugar, fermenting sugar glucose, and the presence of oxygen due to genetic adaptations is the cause of cancer. That is a metabolic disease. That's in essence, it's a metabolism issue. Your body can't efficiently make energy out of fat, even in the present stage, because in, we should be fat burning right now. Mm-hmm. Our heart rates are low, we're breathing oxygen. And that is why the ketogenic diet is so effective. If, if you do chemo or if you don't do chemo, it's so effective at helping the body starve cancer cells. Because guess what? Can't ferment fat. Fat. Yeah, there's no such thing as like, hey, let me make a kombucha out of fat. Right? You can't make sauerkraut out of fat. Yeah. Right? You you need you need carbohydrates from fruits or vegetables. Do they prescribe I'm just curious, um, with is there um in the medical community a prescription of a ketogenic diet if there is a if there's cancerous cells? If they is that there? I don't I'm not sure. So one of my favorite authors and this subject is uh is a scholar, author phenomenal researcher. Mm-hmm. His name's Dr. Thomas Seyfried, S-E-Y-F-R-I-E-D. And he wrote a book, Cancer as a Metabolic Disease. Uh, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, super dense though. Like the common listener to the show is not going to pick that up and read it. It's so dense yeah. medically, but it's so good. And yes, there's a ton of research in the back on ketogenic diet, uh, with chemo and its effects, um, chemo by itself and its effects, and then forced oxygen, so hyperbaric oxygen therapy, ketogenic diet, and um, chemotherapy as a, as a whole. And the person that's on oxygen, fat, and chemo perform better than just chemo and and uh, keto, and then just chemo alone. Interesting. So, in essence, the cause of cancer yep. is a metabolic disease okay. where even in the presence of oxygen, your cells are so damaged, they're forced to adapt and go back to an old school way of creating energy, which is called fermentation. It's using glucose in the presence of oxygen, mm-hmm. aerobic fermentation, using glucose in the presence of oxygen to create energy through the lactic acid system. And that's why. And then, therefore, you make a lot of lactic acid. You make a, a lot of, of ammonia. Mm-hmm. And that then becomes a very toxic byproduct. 
and the list, and, and, and then just the cycle continues. So to go in there and stop that process. That's what I was going to ask. Is very important. Yeah. I mean, stopping the process looks like ketogenic. I mean, look, what would, if someone said, how do you, how, how would someone stop that process right now? Yeah. Very complex. Cause you, of course, every yeah. case is unique. Uh, you go to the five essentials, you start eating clean. Um, you start to hydrate mm-hmm. and sleep well, get chiropractic care, detox your body, hydrate well. So, uh, and move, move your body and, and so that's a foundational strategy, and then we'll give we'll give that one tip at the workshop okay. on what people need to do as healthy individuals every every uh, we'll just say routinely have to do okay. to almost eliminate your risk of cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you're listening to this conversation uh, on the podcast, you can't make the workshop. What are things you do? Yeah, you, you got you got to you got to. Make sure you are keeping inflammation levels low uh, because inflammation causes that forced cellular adaptation change, right? Mm-hmm. You got to, you got to, we, we went back to cancer as a, uh, or, or chronic disease as a toxicity and deficiency issue. So, hey, are we putting any toxins in our body? And what, what deficiencies do we need to support? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and deficiencies go back to movement and nutrition and neurological deficiencies. And so got to support those. Okay, um, I, I, I do have one question going into this, and I don't know if this is a long-winded answer, but why does cancer, in your opinion, target specific areas, colon, breast? Why, I mean, like, why does it target those areas? Is that a good, is that a question? Do you, does that make sense? It does. It, it, it's a, it's a, so it's a good question. Okay, so... Um, there are certain viruses, there are certain hormones, uh, we'll call them xeno, uh, like xeno hormones, um, chemically, chemically based hormones. So they're actually not hormones, they're just kind of uh, structurally the sim- similar as hormones, like mercury, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, BPA plastics, right? Um, so these toxins tend to target specific tissue of, of our body. Why is breast cancer so prevalent? Well, it's pretty obvious. Um, women are being pumped hormones. Water, they're in our water supply. They're on birth control at a young age. They're on uh, birth control after kids. They're on hormones postpartum. Um, there are heavy metals in our environment like mercury. There are a ton of plastics and petroleums. Well, of course, all of those that I just list six, those are all going to cause cancer within hormone sensitive tissue, breast, ovarian, uterine, cervical, mm. and prostate in men. Wow. So why are those cancers on the rise? Well, because those toxins target that tissue. Just like That's all. Okay. That's specific okay. viruses target specific regions of the body as well. And so um, there are infections and toxins that target specific parts of the body that cause cellular damage to occur over the course of 20, 30, 40 years that forces adaptations to happen, mutating cellular function, mitochondria specifically, Mm -hmm. force the mitochondria to adapt to a new form of energy. Wow. It always goes back to that. And then, and, and now we have 
the evolution of one cancer cell, 10 cancer cells, a million. And, uh, and even, even the, okay, the mammogram that you do, you know, it takes eight to 10 years for cancer to be developing in a breast tissue before it's even visible on a mammogram. Wow. Come on. Right. And so that's why a lot of times you won't see it until it's stage two, three, four. Wow. So there are nutrition hacks and um, specific things we'll talk at the workshop that help reverse the trend of chronic disease, specifically with cancer, and what you can do to, uh, to you know, eliminate your risk. Yeah. Well, I will say going into this episode, um, I had a ton of questions, and I will give a kudos to you because you can get pretty sciencey. And I've looked at you before, and I'd be like, hey, man, that doesn't make sense. But... I believe that you explained it extremely well because it is a very complex topic, um, and, and I now better understand it. So before we wrap up, anything you want to leave the listeners with in regards to cancer? Well, I think I think just the overview of one, don't just blame it on genetics. Two, be proactive in your health today. Mm-hmm. Um, three, if you don't know anything to do after this episode, cause it's still super confusing, yeah. just do the five essentials. Yeah. Start eating cleaner, mm-hmm. less carbohydrates, glucose, sugar, um, healthier fats and, and a good moderate amount of protein, move your body, get adjusted, hydrate well, sleep well. Man, I, I just, man, I just throw my pen down because it's just like it, it's so easy. It's easy. And it's like, just drink water, sleep less stress, move your body. And it's just like, Oh, I just, and not to like go on a tangent because we're going to, we're going to conclude this, but I'll be honest with you, man. It like frustrates me because we want the sexy something or another, you know, we want the, like the pill, the potion, the magic lotion that cures everything. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's consistency Mm. of basic health. It's it, man. Just, if you're consistent in the basic fundamentals of health, mm-hmm. you will be healthy. If you yo-yo and try something fancy every month or every year, you're just going to get a yo-yo effect. Yep. So um, don't don't believe like the super fancy marketing mm-hmm. on a new fancy product. It has an effect, but if your nutrition's jacked, you shouldn't be probably taking five supplements correct you know you can't out supplement poor nutrition amen guys thank you so much for tuning in to today's part two episode on the cause of cancer i know this was um pretty sciencey per se but i think dr barrett did a pretty amazing job and remember june 6 monday at uh remind me six or six thirty b it is at six ish. Six six ish. Yeah, <laughs> make sure make sure you come because we're gonna he's gonna give you that one tip. And again, you you are welcome if you're not a um, member or if you are not a patient of Dr. Barrett's and you listen to this, you are welcome here at this um, event. You are welcome to bring your friends, your family, and if you do come, make sure you introduce yourself to Barrett. I'll be here. Um, and you know, we would love to see you here on June 6th, 6:30. 6:30. He just looked it up. There you go. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to part two of this episode. We will see you next time where we are going to go into heart disease and cholesterol. That's going to be a big one. That's good. man. It's going to be a good one. And this one comes out, um, on Monday and we're going to do a quick turnaround on the next one. So thanks so much guys. And we will see you soon. 
Before you hit X, hold on one second. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today with Dr. B. Two things that would really help the Real Health Podcast movement. One, share it on your social media, your Facebook, your Instagram, wherever you're on a social network. And two, if you go to Apple Podcasts and you scroll down, give us a five-star rating and give us a review. Thanks so much for your time, and we'll see you next episode.